Praise the Lord. So we're going to continue in the series. It is finished. And uh, by the grace of God, I'm trying to... The goal, I want my goal for today is to make you understand the significance of that word. When Jesus Christ said it is finished, at the end of today that you have a better understanding. And you know the words of a dying man are very important. Because that's almost like the words of a dying man. That's at the point Jesus Christ was about giving up the ghost. And if you read the scripture, Jesus was deliberate for everything he did at that point in his life. During that period, the Bible said, at first they offered him wine. And normally when they do that, they give that to prisoners they want to crucify. But wine is to love their senses. Make it easier for them to feel the pain on the cross. But the Bible said Jesus Christ refused to take it. Because he wants to be conscious in that moment. That for everything at that moment, he wants to be aware. He needs to do some certain things. And one of the things Jesus did later on, he said, I thirst. Because at the end of the day, he still took the wine. But after he took the wine, the Bible says, he gave up the ghost. Basically, everything was done. And you realize that part of what I'll explain as I preach. For everything Jesus did was a fulfillment of the word. Prophecies that have been released. Nothing happened by chance. Everything was deliberate. During last week, Pastor K shared something important. That one of the reasons one of the major reasons why Christ came and he died is to give us access to God. Not third party access. Direct access to God. That you can truly go to God and say, hey, I need this. And he will answer you. That God craves for that relationship with you. He craves for it. He wants it. Because the Bible says what protected the holies of holies was a veil. The Bible said the veil tore. Signifying that you have access. Prior to that time, the ark of God, the presence of God is contained in a ark. Only a select few could actually carry the presence of God. Only a select few. But the moment that the curtain tore from the top down, God had access. His spirit was released that every one of you, every one of us, as far as you're a believer, you can carry his presence. You can host his presence. He said, I no longer live in, tem- in temples that are built with hands. Praise the Lord. So that's one of the major emphasis Pastor K shared last week. Before I push further, I'm going to read one of the key scriptures for this series. And that's John 19. I'm going to read from verse 28. To 30. I hope at the end of, end of this message, you will get hungry to take what is yours, rightfully yours. That's one, one that I want to achieve today. That your eyes of understanding will open. That you know that everything the devil is doing is just a trick. He has no arsenal. He has nothing. Nothing at all. He's just playing on you. 
John 19, 28, it says, Jesus knew that his mission was not finished. He said, to fulfill scripture, I am thirsty. See, Jesus Christ knew. My mission on earth is done. And that was the time he said, I am thirsty. Go to verse 29. A jar of salt wine was sitting there. So they sucked a sponge in it, put it on isolated branch, and held it to his lips. 30. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. He bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Other translation says, after he said it is finished, say, just I said, into your hands I commit my spirit. But one thing you will know there in that scripture, Jesus Christ said, my mission is complete. Everything that has been said in the Bible, every prophecy prior to that moment, every one of them were fulfilled. I want you to, you will note, Jesus Christ never said, it is the end. If he had said it is the end, that might be the end of a season. But the work is not yet done. But he said, it is finished. When we use that word, it is finished, you know there's work. Effort has been put into something. And you come and say, yes, it is finished. That means I've done everything I've been asked to do. So everything you, for you to have a great life, I'll put it this way, a soft life, God, Jesus did everything. Everything you need to live a soft life, God has done it. Jesus has done it. He didn't say it is finished. He didn't say it is the end. And when he said it is finished, he didn't say, ah, because of the struggles I'm going through, or, well, this is not finished, make I go back to heaven. That wasn't the reason he said that. He didn't say it because he was tired of the work he was doing. He didn't say it because he was bored on earth. He said it because my mission is complete. It is finished. Praise the Lord. So what did Jesus Christ mean when he said it is finished? What did he actually mean? Like I said, let's go back to that um, John. Go to 28. First thing, when Jesus Christ said that, he knew he had a purpose. He had the goal. He had a mission. John 10, 10. Actually, explain explain one of that mission. Let's go to John 10, 10. He says, a thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it what? More abundantly. Do you have that life? That abundant life? Are you living it? Because that's why he came. If you're not living it, you're changing yourself. You're changing yourself. If I say, Pastor, I have enough money in my bank account. I have my houses. I have my cars. I'm married. I have everything. But is that truly what God wants for you? Is that a life? Is that the abundant life he wants for you? He said, I have come. Other translations, they have a real life. And to live it abundantly. 
Let's also go to Luke 4. This was one of the most interesting part of it. It actually explains Jesus Christ's mission. I think this was after he was baptized. And the Bible said he went over to his village. Basically, went back home base to start. And to declare his mandate, to declare his vision. He just like weighing uh, if I have to vie for the president of this nation. If I want to declare my aspiration, I'll go to worry. Because that's my own base. And that's what Jesus Christ did. He went back to Nazareth. And the Bible says, as was his custom, he went to the temple. And when he got there, the Bible says they gave him a book, the book of Isaiah, to read. Good. Go to 17. So the scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. Go to 18. So the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. 19. And the time of the Lord's favor has come. 20. He rolled up the scroll and then he back to the attendant and sat down. For me, it was just like, Jesus Christ dropped the mic. Because that's just what he did. He said, simple. All of this has been fulfilled. And right before your eyes, it is done. So when Jesus Christ said, on the cross, it is finished. These are the things. So if you're still struggling with some of these issues, I'll say again, you're changing yourself. You're churching yourself. One last thing, what it meant to us when just I said it is finished is to bring you to a better life, like I said. Take it this way. You're a friend to a rich kid. You know, when you get closer, you get to become pals. Sometimes the benefits of that kid's the parents will give it to you. I remember when I lived in Warby, like I said earlier. So I grew up there. We moved to a new street. And then I used at was the secondary school, Nana College. So the next door, Smart Street was where we live. I think we lived on number seven, number five. Some of my classmates were there. So early in the morning, their parent, their dad would drive them to school. Prior to that time, I would trek to school. But because we were classmates, I had to do what? I had to join. And that's one of the benefits. Christ did everything to give you the soft life. To give you the soft life. He prepared everything. So we are joined heads with him. I want to bring it again real. So it was yesterday or day before yesterday. I saw these uh, is a very post, Mr. Easy. I think uh, boyfriend to family. Yeah. So said the question was um, that he's a billionaire musician. Oh, you saw good. And for me, I'm like, how is it possible? Because it's what? A friend. To who? The son. The daughter of a billionaire. See, it's relationship. And that's what Jesus Christ came to do. 
And no matter how it is, when they finally get married, they know you're married here now. And if they finally get married, Mr. Easy can never say, my wife is not part of my family. They're not born now. They're not born now. And that's how we encourage you to be here on Tuesday. Family ties will be addressing some of these issues. But the key thing I'm emphasizing there is Jesus Christ did everything ready. See, he came from a very, I don't know how his background was, but I believe it wasn't anywhere close to how the daughter grew up. But just because of what? One relationship. And that's why I will encourage you, just give your life to Jesus. Just start that relationship with him. And automatically, your life changes in an instant. Because when I saw that post, musician be like, from where? I don't even know your music. But yet, he's a billionaire. And that's what's very important. You have that relationship. God just said, it is finished. On our way to explain this for you. I, I you don't take time to explain some of this so you understand what Jesus meant when he said, it is finished. We live in a very corrupt world. But God knew, if you leave this world the way it is, the world will self-destruct. But what did Jesus Christ, God do? He tried to reset the, reset the system. For those in IT, you know it's very difficult to reset a system that's life. It's difficult. When you have a server, and you know that server is operational, it's going on. It's difficult for you to shut it down and reset. But sometimes what you need to do is to create what? Another server. A power server. Please just follow me a bit for those who are not IT inclined. The existing server is still there. But you keep the other one. Who is upgraded? Which system is not corrupted? And when they are done, they tell those who are in charge, gently what? Migrate people to the other one. And that's just what Jesus Christ did. He came into this world. He can't reset the entire world. The only time they did it was when Noah the Bible flood came, wiped everybody. But yet, God tried to reset the system, but it didn't really function very well because Noah is a seed of Adam. So what Jesus Christ did was to come create a parallel system that if you believe, you will escape the corrupt system. They will migrate you into this new server. And that's part of why it's, it's a commission as believers. When you're safe, you need to go out there. Say there's a better life. I need you to migrate. Come into the server. So Jesus Christ, when he said it is finished, is to give you the soft life. Jesus' words on the cross is an invitation to live in the soft life in Christ. And this is sustained with a relationship with him. It is sustained with a relationship with him. So, what was finished when Jesus Christ said it is finished? What exactly is finished? What exactly is finished? One thing that is finished. All the prophecies, prior from Genesis to date, when Jesus Christ died, every one of them was fulfilled. Close to about 300 plus prophecies. Every one of them were fulfilled. Let's start. We're going to read two of them. Let's read first Genesis 3 verse 15. 
He says, I will cause hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, you will strike his heel. This was what God, the punishment, the prophecy he gave to Satan. So the offspring of the woman will strike your head. Give me Psalms 69, verse 21. Say, so, but instead, they give me poison for food. They offer me sour wine for my test. If you read what we read from in John, it says, What? I am what? Thirsty. See, God, Jesus was deliberate. So, one of the things, what was finished is that all the prophecies were fulfilled. Every one of them were fulfilled. Secondly, judgment of sin was complete. Prior to that, if you sin, you die. Simple. And you have to pay it for yourself. But when Jesus Christ came into the scene, think in Romans, says the wage of sin is death. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life. That's Romans 8, 26. So when Jesus Christ came, judgment for sin was complete. That you no longer die for your own sin. That when you misbehave, all you need to do is stand behind Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ will do it. But oftentimes, more of us have big mouths. And this is what I mean. You're in the law court. Your lawyer is defending you. You know what those movies? When the lawyer is trying to die, you, like you feel you have an idea and you stand up to say, Sir, it's not really like that. My lawyer... And you know what is it? It's jail. All I'm simply saying is, allow God. He has paid for it. Just stand behind him. Let him do the talking. Let him do the defense. Thirdly, forgiveness of sin was available through the shedding of blood. Prior to that time for you, for your sins to be forgiven, you have to kill. Is that you're killing it? A, a fowl, a goat, whatever it is. It was a messy and bloody affair. And if you were this time around, <laughs> the thank God for Jesus. Some of us would be bankrupt. Because you don't see your sin at Pasekom. But yet, God was merciful. He paid it once. Now all you need to do is what? Invoke the blood of Jesus. Invoke the blood of Jesus Christ and that's settled. That judgment for sin was paid. The forgiveness of sin was available through the shedding of blood. Let's read Hebrews 9.22. It says, in fact, according to the law of Moses, Nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no what? Forgiveness. Somebody needs to die. Either an animal or anything. Where did that man he misbehave? What did God do? The Bible says he killed an animal. Took the skin of the animal to clothe them. To cover them. Fourthly, what was finished. We have eternal victory over the works of Satan. Eternal victory over the works of Satan. 
Let's read Hebrews 2, 14 to 18. So since all his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became what? Human to fully identify with us. He did this so that he could experience what? Death and annihilate the effects of intimidating accuser who holds us against the power of death. 15. By praising the dead, Jesus set those who live their entire lives in bondage to the tormenting dread of death. For it is clear that he didn't do this for the angels, but for all the sons and daughters of Abraham. This is why he had to be a man and take hold of our humanity in every way. He made us his brothers and sister and became our merciful, faithful king priest before God as the one who removed our sins to make us one with him. You have eternal victory. Let's read Colossians 2. Just emphasize that 14 to 15. Interesting. It says what? It canceled every legal valuation we had on our record. I hold arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He raised it all. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it. This not country or delete. That the IT guys will go back to say, let's recover. No. This can never be recovered. No matter the code you want to run, you can never recover it because it's what? Completely gone. But that's if you migrate to the new server. But if you remain on the old server, I'll tell you, your records are intact. If you want to stay with the old corrupt system, your records are intact. But the moment you migrate to the new server with Jesus, I tell you, all your records are deleted. I might say, Pastor, yes, I've migrated, but still, I still sing. But the beauty about that new server, it doesn't keep record. If you want, clap, clap. The new server doesn't keep record. Because the blood is always there to remove. For the moment you come asking for forgiveness, it goes off. Praise the Lord. Lastly, so we have access to God. He no longer lives carried in a hack, but he lives through us. Let me Acts 7 verse 48. However, the Most High doesn't live in temples made by human hands, as the prophet said. He lives in you. God lives in you. That's one of the most important things. The Bible says, if you read through, say the kingdom of heaven, heaven. but one of the missions why Jesus did all he did is for his kingdom to be extended. In those days, the ark was resident in one particular location, and that's Israel. So if there's going to be world domination, it's almost practically impossible because God is restricted to one place. Because if you know in the Old Testament, whenever they want to fight a war, what do they do? They take the hack and take it up to the battlefront. But when Jesus Christ came, he changed it because he wants world domination. What he did was to take away the hack and resides in you. That wherever you go, you carry his presence. Wherever you go, you dominate that environment for him. 
And that's the most important, one of the most important things Jesus Christ did, that you will carry his presence. So when it is finished, he gave you access to his spirit. He gave you access to carry his presence anywhere. And you can invoke it. Praise the Lord. Are you with me, church? So, what does it mean for us as believers? What does it mean for you in all of this? It means that we no longer have to strive to earn our salvation. It's a free gift that we can receive through our faith in Jesus. All you simply have to do is what? Believe. Ask him to come into your heart. And I tell you, you will transform immediately into that soft life. You are migrated into that new server. It means that we have the power to overcome sin and death. I don't know what you are struggling with. But like I said, I hope at the end of today, you realize that whatever is keeping you down is your own. Is your own undoing. Because power has been given to you. I'm going to try and make an illustration. And I'm going to call a few people up. Robbie, where are you? Come. Don't fall down. Come here. Come and stay awake. So he's going to be someone I'm going to use. There are people I'm going to call. So just be ready. I need to be alert. You come this way. So he's the believer. Born into the world. From the moment he came into the world, his credit card is maxed out. He's in debt already. From day one, he stepped into this world. His credit card is marked out. He has a burden already. Because why? His father Adam have used, mortgaged their future. So for the moment he stepped into this world, his credit card is marked out. He carries the burden of sin with him. Mr. Energy, come. He's going to represent the, okay, represent the devil, but you're not. <laughs> Coming this way. The Bible says the devil is the world, is the God of the world. So the moment he stepped in, he's in control. He's in debt to him. Full time. But the Bible says when Jesus Christ came, Tito come. He died. Paid everything. Robbie. Hold Mr. Energy. He paid it complete. Stay there. But he gave him a certificate. You know, when payment is done, there's an evidence, is it not? And what are evidence as believers? The Bible, the word of God. So as I tell you, if you're struggling with anything, thing, it's simply because you don't know. Complete compendium of everything. He gave it to Robbie to say, everything this guy holds, you hold Mr. Energy. Is done. You owe him nothing. Because already we know they give Chichi. Praise the Lord. So everything what's given has been paid for complete. Mr. Energy knows that. That Tito has paid everything Mr. Robbie holds. But yet, he still has his trick. Same trick he did to Eve. Did God really say? See, it's the same trick all over. The devil's trick has not changed. 
did God really say? It makes you start questioning, doubting, is it really true? I want someone that is big, if all this as tall as me. Can anybody volunteer themselves? Kevin, come. Yeah, I know you're not that big. Come. So see, to perpetuate his loan shark business, Pampe. He knows already he has lost. It comes up with a new trick. He will no longer interfere. Interface with him. He sent somebody else to disturb. He harasses him. Disturbs him. He gets his, his information sent to all his friends. Embarrass him. Everything. But yet he now start feeling down. He starts doubting if truly God has paid it. He start doubting it. Rather than go back to God, to Tito. Sir, come. Yeah, yeah, come. He goes back. Rather than go back to God, seeking for help. He goes back to a messenger of God. When he gave his life to Christ, he gave his life directly to Tito. He interacted. But because he has lost faith and intimidated by the devil and his cohorts, rather than approach God boldly, he goes to the messenger of God. Hebrews 4, 16 says, let us come what? Boldly before the throne of grace that will save mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. But the devil has succeeded in instilling fear in him. He's no longer bold to approach God. But rather, he meets a messenger of God. I have a problem, sir. Can you help me pray? Can you help me see God's face? Can you help me talk to God? Let him help me. I am sick. I am this. I am doing that. And probably he came meeting him because he has heard of his records. That this man can pray. This man has a direct line to God. When this man pray, heavens move. I hope you did pray. <laughs> And good enough, he actually prayed. And that particular moment, things changed. The particular result, this, the particular trouble this guy was giving him was resolved. Good. But rather than have faith in God, he transfers his faith to him. Then the next time there's a problem again, it comes around only to observe there's a prayer line. He joins the line. And what? Builds a coping mechanism. A coping system to deal with the devil. He hopes one day it will get to my turn. They gathered around on the pool. Waiting for the angel to just check. So that I can jump in. Why the devil is happy? Because he has boxed him where he wants. See, sometimes... Believers, your life is more than what it is right now. And like I said, I want to get to the point you are angry. You might say you're living the life. Really go and ask God if truly that's the life you're living. That's the life God wants you to live. 
He stays in the line, constantly waiting that one day it will get to my turn again. Because he has did it before, he will do it again. But God here is just waiting for him to hear him. Because he paid it all for him. When he did the transaction, this guy was not involved. But because of the harassments of Mr. Energy and Kelvin, he has changed. Intimidation, fear has come into his life. But I need you, church. I need you to wake up. I need you to rise. I need you to be troubled. Because times like this, a service like this, Robbie came into it and the world hit him. That truly the veil has been broken. You can talk to God directly yourself. He will listen. He will hear you. Rather than stay on the queue, he decides to jump the line. I can, I can go directly to God myself. And God once again reminded him, I paid it all. It is finished. And some of it has a reminder I want to give you today. If you don't clap, clap right now. Praise the Lord. And that's the nudging for some of you I'm going to give you today. A reminder that God paid it all. It gets energized. It gets filled up. And that's one interesting part I want to read the book of Isaiah. Get me Isaiah 14. He says, everyone, he's talking about the devil. Everyone will stare at you and ask, can this be the one who shook the head and made the kingdoms of the world tremble? Is it the one that is disturbing us? Because at the end of the day, when he's energized, he may start, he walks up to the, now you. And as you rise up to say the Satan, get lost. And that's the point you need to get to your life. I don't know who you're struggling with. See, he paid it all. God, Jesus, fought the battle. All you need to do, go possess it. You say, Pastor, it is finished, but yet I still feel sick. It's because you're not tired of it. You're still living in debt. It's because you're not tired of it. When Jesus Christ said it is finished, there are three things that connotes from there. It means one, your debt is paid free. Everything you hold, the devil is paid free. Everything, everything you hold, even your future mistakes, everything is paid for. Not one left. Secondly, your sentence has been served. I don't know the judgment has been issued. To say because you did this, you did this. Go and spend five years in Kirikiri. Oh, la badaza. You don't have to do that. Because Jesus served the sentence. That bondage you are in. That thing that is holding you down. That struggle. That broken heart. That challenge. Those things that make you cry at night. That pain. Whatever you're facing, don't be in that bondage. 
I need you to wake up. Break free. See, the chains are, all you need to do is shake it off. The chains might be there, but I need you to rise up. Take it off. Because he has set you free. One good way to explain it, when the children of Israel left Egypt, the Bible said they came to a time, they had some challenges in the wilderness, and some of them cried, can we go back? Because we enjoy the cucumber. We enjoy the goodies. But yet, God said, in the promised land, you have a better thing. See, whatever you're tasting for in the past is not a compare to the greed is set in the future for you. I need you to be angry with yourself and with the devil. You can go out there, sisters. I need you to be angry. I need you to be angry. My life could be better than this. He said, it is finished. Work done. QED. Solution solved. But all you need to do, take possession of it. When the children of Israel got into the promised land, they fought one major battle. And that was the wall of Jericho. When they had victory now, in that war. They had total victory in taking that entire land. But that wasn't the end. You know, when you go for war, sometimes you find the major one. Then you not send the emissaries to go into the villages, into the what communities to take possession and what instill the rule of that new king. And that's what you guys need to do. Jesus has fought the major war. As believers, we're on a conquest to establish his kingdom. We're on a conquest to establish his kingdom. And where is that kingdom? Wherever you're living right now. Your job, your businesses, your family life, everything, your body, that is his kingdom. Are you still sick in your body? Ah, he has healed it. Jesus has paid Say by his stripes, what we were healed in the past, it is done. So, we ask yourself, Pastor, why is my stay sick? It's because you're not tired of it. When you are tired, he will speak to your body, Get out! This is the temple of God. That at night you're still being troubled by one, whatever you call it, devil, whatever it is. It's just a streak. But I need you to rise up. When they come again, rise up. Who are you? Take your authority. See, one of the beauty about all of this, in the finished work of Jesus, he didn't just finish and say you should go. The Bible says what? You are joined heads with him. But the good thing, he has made you a commander in his kingdom. You have hosts of angels backing you. You have hosts of angels backing you. So church, I need you to rise up and use it. Use your authority. 
He gave you that authority also. Say, take. Go in my stake. He gave you his ring, his signet. Go. The Bible says life and death are what? They say just as all the keys to life and death. And he has given us who? The kingdom, the keys to that kingdom. I don't know if you've seen this uh, picture. I think it was in Instagram I saw it. I'll use that to explain and finalize. There was a guy in a prison cell and there was a gate. Just in front of it is a bread and a key. And in that picture, the guy was stretching out to take the, key, the bread. See, church, I need you to look beyond the immediate problems. I need you to look beyond the challenges you're facing. There's something you need to do. Break yourself free. And I'll speak to the men here. Whatever challenge you're facing right now, I need you to fight. Because it is finished. I need you to fight that he stops with you. That he stops with you. I don't know what the problem is. I know the difficulty. He stops with you. You might say, that's how it is in my family. My father did that. That's how it is with my parents. My mother is like that. No! You need to get the point where you say it ends with me because just as I said, it is finished. There are some battles your children need not fight them. Men in the house, there are some battles your children need not fight them. By virtue of you hearing me today, there are battles your children need not fight. Because you are empowered to stop them. To change the narrative in your family. The Bible says it is finished. It's in the name of Jesus Christ. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. One of the benefits of what Jesus Christ did in the cross is that I take his identity. I'm not impersonating him. I am him. That wherever the problem is, you rise up in that name and you speak. Things will change. At this point, I feel like just dropping the mic. Begiwa will fire me. But I believe I'll be able to charge you up. Like I said, I want to get to the point you are angry. Angry at that situation you're facing. Angry at that problem. Angry, whatever it is you're facing. I need you to be angry at it. Like we said, let there be an holy hunger from the inside. Do anybody feel that right now? Can we be on our feet? I begin to speak. Begin to speak. I have more than a song. I have more than a song. I need you to speak. Rise up. Hey, you are a king. You are a priest. You are a prophet. Zihi breketos ebedede. Zudi emeneki tuzi breketa. 
Zidi dede ikemele tuzi. Zidi ke peketola. Zedede ki beneri izu. Siki bedede dede ke malakatoze. Ribeke tuzi dede dede. Zudi bemende ki tuze kapalia. Hii kutuze dede dede. Wakitoze. Isu peya mande kitole dede. Don't fall for the trick of the devil. I need you to be angry. Be vexed in the spirit. Be vexed in the spirit. Be vexed in the spirit. Like a pecatose. Rikitose. Isute le bakitole. Lekitose beme neketose. Ikitose benadi. It stops with you. It stops with you. With you. It is finished. It is finished. Father, we give you praise. the Ibeni Father, we give you praise. I think it's in Ephesians 1 18. Can you make that? Ephesians 1 18. We're going to make this our prayer. See, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. 